Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, if you're an anime manga fan right now, you're probably like, yo, what, what, what am I in store for? Because there's so much right now in this episode. We got anywhere from Bleach, Chainsaw Man, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Slam Dunk, the author of Jigoku Raku Hell's Paradise, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Marshall, Trigun, and the t- catastrophe of what people are feeling at the very least. Mushoku Tensei Season 2, and then on the opposite side of the spectrum, we got stories in the music realm from Dr. Dre making gajillions of songs, fake Drake getting booted off of Instagram, Taylor Swift's stalker, Master P doing excellence, absolute excellence out here, and so much more. Without further ado, let's jump into another exciting episode of Whatever The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and music. We don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you get it done, no Okay, people, first order of business, please hit that subscribe button and that bell to get all notifications if you haven't do so already. It helps the channel. It helps us grow. It also will help you guys stay in tune with what's going down over here on the street. So, yeah, highly encourage you hit those buttons. Off rip, this is one that they've been talking about for ages now. I kept on hearing this for ages. In fact, I probably reported it over here on Forever News at least a dozen times of, hey, it's not super confirmed or anything like that. But word on the street is solo leveling anime is coming in. There was definitely some validity to those claims because some of the information that we have here kind of matches up with what we've been told all these months probably even a year and a half to two years at this particular point of hey solo level anime is coming but we got all the details right here and I ain't gonna lie it's like about damn time <laughs> about damn time how many people said for Nev that's not official that's not confirmed you gotta well a lot of the details sound like the official and confirmed and we've been having these details for a bit but yeah we got a PV for solo leveling that came through which for the most part it was just showing hey this is the characters with a little bit of motion it wasn't like any pieces of animation but for starters it says solo leveling anime key visual and we got this really really sick key visual and it says he used to be the weakest solo leveling coming soon to Crunchyroll director Shunsuke Nagashige head writer Noburu Kimura character designer Tomoko Sudo music Hiroyuki Sawano animation studio which a lot of people have been saying yo dog how are you saying that this is official and official well this is the studio that's been attached to the solo leveling anime for a while now A1 pictures a1 picture has been attached to that with the rumor for a minute so there must be some validity to those claims because i've been hearing solo leveling a1 pictures for a good minute and people were saying yo that's not official so some insider must have been leaking this information because yeah a1 pictures is going to be attached and if you don't know about a1 pictures they've done magi the labyrinth the magic they've done sword art online i think every single thing of sword art for the most part maybe not spinoffs i don't know but for the most part the big piece of the sword art online they were involved if not everything the fairy tale anime and the list goes on 
on A1 for the most part. The problems I've seen with A1 is the faithfulness of the adaptation in the past. Some people have argued that they weren't the most faithful, especially with things like Magi and people just like be ragging on Sword Art Online, even though A1 Pictures did a phenomenal job of making Sword Art Online look stupendous. Even to this day, season one of Sword Art Online still holds up despite the fact that, geez, I want to say Sword Art Online is like 10 years old now at this particular point. I think it came 2012, if I'm not mistaken. It was like Sword Art was the first Big Bang and then Attack on Titan and then anime just kept on rising from there uh, in the West and whatnot. But yeah, Solo Leveling. And then we got extra pieces of information because this was a special message from Solo Leveling Manhua author Chugong H. Goon on announcement of anime adaptation. And yo, shout outs to the goons, though. I didn't know we had goons out writing the manga now. That's what's up. Actually, I did because there was a lot of people out there. You'd be surprised at our anime and manga fans. Chugon said, about six years ago when I was writing the very beginning of solo leveling, if someone had said to me, the novel you wrote will become a comic, I bet I have told them to stop pulling my leg. But now I'm told that it'll be animated. Seriously, stop pulling my leg. But these days I'm feeling excited and thrilled. Since I'm still half doubting that this is real, I want to see Jin Wu and the other characters get animated soon and feel relieved. I'll keep working diligently while looking forward to that day. L-O-L. Yo, shout outs to your dreams coming true. Just believe and keep on pushing forward and keep being consistent and you never know what could happen. Anything could happen. You just got to envision it and keep on going and keep moving forward and if that doesn't motivate you, what will? Like the fact that Manhua weren't even in the conversation a decade ago of being animated and, you know, getting all sorts of notoriety and whatnot. And look, they knocked down doors. Why can't you? I tell that to myself all the time. I tell that to my crew all the time. I tell that to the people that I rock with all the time. Like, yeah, you got to keep pushing forward. Stuff like this is just crazy inspirational that, yo, he just knocked down doors. And solo leveling, if they do it right, this will be the big ushering in that Mangua has been trying to do. They tried it with a couple of different ones. They tried it with Tower of God. They tried it with God of High School. Those didn't necessarily succeed. And while Crunchyroll is definitely attached because they're straight off the rip saying, yo, we got it. Ultimately, hopefully, it's not going down the same vein as some of those Crunchyroll originals because the Crunchyroll originals people weren't really fond of. And we probably would have already had the big manhua turn anime boom that people are really looking for of like changing shit up because once these manhua really become a staple with like yo this one's getting an anime that one's getting an anime everything changes from there that's where the manga industry is going to change as a whole that's where the anime industry changes as a whole because now that creates competition now shueisha now shogakuga now kodansha gotta look over there to korea and be like oh we, we, we've got some competition there so i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with solo leveling again if this is big this will change a lot of things the scene is going to get a little bit steep with competition also it's just dope to see like yo the art looks really cool on this one and i believe isn't it like a mmo inspired thing or something like that either way i'm just really excited to see what this does i am very excited that i am going in there blind because i've only read like maybe three chapters of solo leveling so i'm gonna have a blast live reactions yay nay let me know next up bleach fans we got massive pieces of news in case you missed it in case you didn't catch it there was a new bleach trailer for the upcoming thousand year blood war anime that came out i will post right here if you want to go watch it highly encourage you i had a blast making that video but essentially bleach is returning we got first it was leaks of like hey look at some of the screenshots of what the characters are gonna look like and i'm not even gonna lie it just looks all freaking incredible and amazing and i was just happy to see like yo we really got a, a trailer and it's really happening despite all the doubts everybody had you know it was very very bad very very bad the scene was including myself we was all down bad on like it's never happening it's never coming back it's over it's over and they proved us wrong good shit because i mean for starters just taking another closer look at some of the stills from the bleach thousand of blood war trailer you got rukia there she looked amazing renji everything there the color palette and whatnot the only thing that might be somewhat in question i would argue is because these visuals are so freaking gorgeous if they don't pull out all the stops a la a studio mappa a la studio you foldable then it could 
could be uh hey this looks absolutely gorgeous hey the fluidity of the animation isn't the greatest that's a possibility because at the end of the day yeah we saw in the trailer they moved a bit but when they really go into action or whatnot that's going to be the key determining factor on whether or not this sinks or swims because one of the big things you cannot deny when it comes to the bleach series is that it's very battle oriented it is a battle series through and through especially a thousand year blood war it is fight after fight after fight legendary and epic fight after fight but nevertheless it's a lot of action so these gorgeous character designs and character models from Bombietta, the Captains, Basby, Hoswell, Ichigo, Juhabak, everybody, they all look really good. I'm just wondering when it's full on, we got, you know, 24 uninterrupted minutes of action, how is that going to play out? How is Bombietta's fights going to play out? How is all of these battles, Rukia and them, going to look when they're moving around? Because doing Sakuga, especially with these intricate, detailed character designs, is probably going to be a bit of a task. Like, Studio Mappa or Studio Euphoria, no doubt in my mind they can do it can studio Piro, which i believe are the ones that are doing it you know they had bleach before i'd imagine they're still the ones taking care of it uh, are they going to be capable of handling such a task when we've seen in the past examples of them dropping the ball and i won't go into throwing some shots or some elbows at certain series that it's dropped the ball with but yeah studio Piro haven't been the most top of the line uh, when it comes to art and animation so i'm hoping that they just make sure they study make sure they bring in staff from studio mappa and studio Ufotable, people that are like hey i don't want to get paid two dollars for 30 minutes of animation like can i get a little bit more hopefully they bring them in treat them right and make them do some really awesome and epic sakuga fluid animation just fluid animation it doesn't necessarily have to be sakuga to be fluid because yeah these stills look amazing the action that we did see in the trailer looked really really good art and animation i'm just wondering when it's full-blown you know 70 episodes 50 episodes however many it's going to be for the thousand year blood war that they don't cheap out on the motion and fluidity and whatnot something massive is the bleach styles in blood war anime will add extra anime only fight sequences with supervision of taite kubo which yeah i heard that apparently kubo said that fights that he didn't get to expound on or just really weren't present in the manga he is going to make sure is added into the anime which that right there adds a whole new dynamic to the bleach anime returning that previously wasn't even available of yo dog we might get kubo's original vision so who knows maybe even the end of bleach while i'd imagine the major key points is going to be the same hey good guys win yada yada maybe kubo's original vision of how things were going to go with eyes and how things were going to go with a lot of key players in the story might actually come to fruition if he's adding in anime only fight sequences that we didn't get in the manga which is great because there is a lot there's just so much really great stuff that is about to happen with the thousand blood war all the fights you ever wanted to see all the characters you ever wanted to see throw down are going to be thrown down and then some because kubo is going to be involved also there was a q a there and apparently in the bleach panel update with the animation staff they asked do you want to share details of production's progress and they admitted honestly we are falling behind schedule a bit but to ensure great quality of product so fans don't need to worry much about it so they fell a little bit behind but only due to the fact that they are going ham basically they are doing everything they possibly can to make it look good yeah fall behind if that's the case it's fine we waited a decade we can wait a tiny bit more for more bleach like yeah get it right and it's fine just don't use that as an excuse for another 10 years because then we have a problem fam also in other bleach related news this is huge this is massive because bleach fans have been speculating for quite a bit now yo how big is it how pause oh god (laughs) how many copies sold is bleach sitting at at this particular point we've had speculation it's at 80 million 100 million i think i want to say the last time we heard it was definitely over 
100. It might have been 120. I can't really remember, but they have confirmed that Bleach manga currently has 130 million copies in circulation worldwide. And clap it up dog the sleeping giant of bleach has awoken and showcased that it still got it you know a lot of people including myself if i'm keeping it real counted bleach out for many many years and to see that it is flourishing and proving everyone wrong that's really really fire on top of that 130 million that is nothing to sniff at that is still one of the largest selling manga of all time clap it up man and at the same time also it's just really dope to see this big bleach resurgence a couple months away thousand year blood war let's go baby it's looking good it's selling good and just imagine what sales are going to be like after this all these people that are catching up to bleach in fact considering shonen jump's motto of having the series done and then dropping the anime if all goes according to plan a la aizen then this could be massive like imagine this gives birth to a brand new generation of full-on bleach fans like millions of them they gotta buy what 60 something volumes of bleach 70 something volumes of bleach however many they are in order to collect the entire thing right there off rip that just becomes a massive thing at the very least if they just buy the thousand of blood war volumes that's 200 and something chapters worth of volumes they're going to be in over there at jump and kubo's pockets is going to be going ba-boom not to mention the fact that he's also working on burn the witch spinoff series and also breaths from hell or no breaths from hell the i guess it was like type of sequel spinoff fish uh in the future of the bleach verse a lot of really awesome stuff for bleach fans it's it's eat time mate it's eight time next up martial magic and muscles fans we've been talking about martial a lot the last couple weeks because there's just been a lot of information little by little coming out from Marshall well in the latest anime expo announcements and whatnot some big stuff came out for starters again confirming that Marshall Magic and Muscles of course is getting an anime we talked about it getting a 2023 anime in last episode but we got a little bit more for starters we got the first key visual and promotional image for the Marshall anime got a picture of Mosh Von Dead or Von Dread how was his name again but with 2023 on it it says Marshall and you see him breaking the wand and honestly it looks really dope it's a still image so you can't really get much of like oh how's the anime gonna look because hey it's just like a promotional image however there is something that i don't want to say it's worrisome it just kind of makes me question which way we're going with it and i want your best guess or what you truly believe this means when it comes to the martial anime because a part of me is like does this mean that they're gonna do it all in one go or what does this mean apparently martial tv anime adaptation is defined as a complete adaptation on its official website and off rip you're probably like yo so what's the big deal what does that mean well what does that mean because that can mean many different things usually when they announce an anime they'll probably either give you like hey it's confirmed for 13 or 24 or something like that the fact that they're saying it is a complete adaptation it is going to be a complete could just mean that they're telling you like yo we are dedicated we're going to animate the whole thing especially considering the manga is already on the final arc it would make sense that they would be like yeah since there's already an end goal for this one there's an end time for it we don't gotta worry about it going too long and then we're not gonna have a way to give you guys a solid ending it could potentially just be that hey they're they planning because the author Hajime Komodo is already going to end it yeah we, we, we can dedicate ourselves because we know the length of it at this particular point ain't gonna be all that ridiculous it could mean that hey we're gonna do this all in 50 episodes so everything that is out right now we got 50 episodes for it that's what we're dedicating towards it it's gonna be one big boom of just straight up a couple of cores of epicness so it could be that 
it could be that they're saying complete because they're going to do an ongoing anime and they have no doubt in their minds that they're going to finish it where they could even add extra fillers and stuff like that i have no idea how they're going to approach this one hopefully now that i'm looking more and more at it with studio piro being wrapped up in bleach and the boruto anime and you know their stuff and toy animation doesn't sound like they're all that interested in investing in newer titles like they've been really carrying on with legacy stuff for a bit now and it works for them you know dragon ball is huge one piece huge sailor moon's huge saint seiya's huge so they might not be all that interested in Marshall. so this could very well be a studio bones a1 pictures the remnants of madhouse uh i was gonna say gynax but i doubt gynax would be but either way i'm gonna take it that they mean complete because they're gonna do it in 50 to 70 something episodes and they know that because marshall is already confirmed to end let's just say x amount of chapters because obviously all of this is contracted out right like it's not just that hey hajime komodo draws until he's done they usually have contracts of hey we want you to draw from the year let's just say january 2022 to january 2023 that is the length of your contract which would add up to x amount of chapters granted there might be a break or two so they could probably calculate out oh okay it's going to be this many chapters we can put all of that into x amount of episodes that's what i'm gonna gather it i'm gonna say that if there's already a little over a hundred chapters at this particular point and there's a lot of action and gags in marshall i'm gonna guess that they probably already have 50 something episodes for it and that's going to be the entirety of it and they're going to try to go out with a massive bang with the manga ending and all that stuff which it could go either way it could be great it could be like yo great we're going to have a completed work we don't got nothing to worry about or it could be a catastrophe it's up in the air but Marshall is getting a complete adaptation whatever that means other than they're going to adapt the whole thing it's just a matter of how they're going to adapt the whole thing i guess right slam dunk fans slam dunk it's crazy because you know it's so many years later and slam dunk is for starters still one of the most highest selling manga of all time that still boggles my mind like slam dunk is a basketball manga from back in the day which for the longest time there was that rumor of hey you know sports manga don't sell well there's no point in making sports manga prove the people wrong because slam dunk is still more popular than most of the manga out ever released or whatnot but slam dunk got a couple things coming and it's as follows the first slam dunk movie will reveal a new teaser on july 7th on toei's youtube channel yeah another thing we were just talking about masha whatnot but toei they're even working on slam dunk returns a slam dunk return movie i don't know if they'd have the manpower to take on new projects and then they even released some new images from it it says the first slam dunk movie has revealed new key visuals the film is set to premiere december 3rd 2022 in japan oh that's sick okay so it's a little bit longer of a wait but they got like all these images yo slam dunk is the total opposite of like kuroko if kuroko had more of those i guess you would say pretty boy-esque type of character designs slam dunk straight up looks like real ones like mount rushmore we're gonna kick your ass type of real ones i gotta get back into slam dunk i tried it a while ago the animation for the anime wasn't the greatest in my opinion it kind of felt a little dated i might just jump in via the manga because that sounds like a great experience although obviously you still with sports you would love to see it animated but I don't know maybe this could lead to a revitalization of slam dunk or something that would be fire slam dunk but with updated art and animation ideally not 3d cg okay <laughs> not, not 3d cg we don't need that and i gotta throw that in there because it seems like the world is going into the 3d cg phase of not even phase like it's pretty much the damn near future at this point from dragon ball super to trigun we'll get into that later on in the episode and a whole bunch of other stuff 3d cg is here and it's here to stay and that's why i'm kind of laying off the whole thing of like i I 
feel like we already lost a fight, dog. I feel like we already lost the fight. No, this is happening one way or another. We could go in kicking and screaming, or at the very least try to appreciate it for the art form that it may be, despite the fact that we still always, I always am going to prefer 2D animation over 3D. It just is what it is. And I don't know how I had a slam dunk thingy majig lead me into that conversation. But yeah, slam dunk. December 3rd in Japan, new visuals, big revitalization, Toei animation movie. Dog, I love to see it when somebody does not quit, when they don't surrender, when they don't give up. Because in case you don't know, the author of Hell's Paradise, Yuji Kaku, recently had a manga in Weekly Shonen Jump called Ayashimon. And after, I believe, 25 chapters... It got the straight up boot and axe and I was just absolutely disgusted like damn jumpy I really don't want nothing new up in there huh yeah I ain't giving nothing a chance because it just fell by the wayside however it's very inspiring to hear that Yuji Kaku he ain't let that get him down in fact who knows maybe he just kind of got sick of Ayashimon and didn't like the results he was getting I don't know but something there happened that Ayashimon is gone and Yuji Kaku's spirit is not broken and that's really dope because honestly getting cancelled in Weekly Shonen Jump I could imagine as somebody that I'm very much so into art very much so into creating and whatnot to get into the magazine and then get axed off that would devastate anybody that's like getting in any industry and then you get the axe it's like wow you know your dreams crumbling around you but again Yuji Kaku is a beast and here's why Yuji Kaku has been working for a month on a kind of work quote-unquote they have never tried before and that it will be announced publicly as soon as it is available they said it's been a month since I noticed while raising beetles and trying a quote-unquote type of work I've never done the above work will be announced as soon as it is about to be released Preparations for the Hell's Paradise animation are steadily progressing. We would appreciate it if you will wait for the official information to be announced. Thank you for your continued support. So pretty much the author of Hell's Paradise, Yuji Kaku, for starters, he's promoting the Hell's Paradise anime that is eventually coming. But also, he's already on to the next one. He's already working on his next work. Like, yo, uh, and something that's never been done before. That is so freaking inspiring to hear. I'm working on stuff that's never been done before. I love to hear it. And seeing that, again, something as devastating as getting canceled and jump, being an author and not falling apart. Salute to Yuji Kaku. Like, this should inspire you, dog. He had his dreams, I'm sure, crumbled right there with Ayashimo's cancellation and didn't let it stop him he's still going still going strong yo I, I salute it and whatever that new work is I'm definitely going to support it on top of the fact of of course we are highly anticipating Mappa Studios' Hell's Paradise anime let's go baby Jojo's Bizarre Adventure fans in particular people that are waiting for Netflix's next addition to the Stone Ocean anime y'all know we got the first 12 episodes I believe it was December 2021 we've been waiting they've been starving us out well we got a new brand new trailer for the upcoming Jojo's Bizarre Adventure anime episodes against stone ocean and also a little more insight it says here jojo's bizarre adventure stone ocean tv anime second core episodes 13 to 24 is set to premiere worldwide on netflix on september 1st and based off the visuals it looks just as good as season one because season one there really weren't no visual complaints to be had like it just looked really good and we know september 1st we're about to be going crazy like yo from september on i thought it was going to be a little bit into october but pretty much from september on we're going to be and good like right there that's a nice marathon night maybe even two or three sittings depending on how much you want to watch for jojo's alone and then on top of that it's going to look good man this is going to be a great time to be an anime it is a great time to be an anime fan they starved us enough throughout the year and fall september on is going to be great and especially this one because i'm gonna keep it real i'd be lying if i said i was enthusiastic and very happy about the way things have been going ever since netflix got their hands on jojo's it is ridiculous to have to wait all this time for the next set and then 
and we're probably going to have to wait another year to probably wrap it all up. I'd imagine maybe 30-something episodes will be the finishing. I don't know how long Stone Ocean's manga is, but hopefully it will only be like one more set. Like, it'll be ridiculous if we still got to wait two more years to finish Stone Ocean. Like, at that point, it's like, come on, dog. We got to show Netflix another lesson because apparently they didn't learn the first time of stop playing with us anime manga fans. We'll be out of here in a heartbeat, dog. We have people September 1st, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean fans. We're getting more episodes. Thank goodness. And hopefully there's not much more. I'd imagine it'd probably be one more drop to finish it off. Any more than that, and it's like, okay, y'all taking this way overboard now. Stop it. But who knows? It could actually go that route. Like, oh my God, how long until we get part seven and eight animated? Jeez. Tatsuki Fujimoto and Chainsaw Man fans. We got a couple of updates from Tatsuki Fujimoto. For starters, something that kind of blew my mind and took me absolutely by surprise. I did not expect this because y'all know Chainsaw Man 2 debuts. I want to say they said July 13th, 12th, 13th. I think it's the 12th in the North Americas and the 13th in Japan. Like, you know, the time difference and whatnot. But either way, we know we're getting Chainsaw Man 2 in July. And in October, we ideally should be getting Chainsaw Man's anime from Studio Mappa. However, Tatsuki Fujimoto, the godlike creator that he is, is not done with giving us even more. Because y'all know, in between Chainsaw Man and Chainsaw Man 2, we've gotten a multitude of one-shots, re-release of old one-shots, all sorts of stuff that Tatsuki Fujimoto's done. In particular, Look Back and Goodbye Eddie. Those are the two best one-shot manga I've ever read. Period. Like, those are, there's no other one-shots that come even close to hitting my mind and being like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Those are the two best one-shots I've ever read in my life. And in case you didn't know, Tatsuki Fujimoto decided to bless the fans once more with yet again another one-shot because it is out now as of the recording of this video. It says here by the Weekly Shonen Jump official Twitter account, new one-shot alert. Just listen to the song. A new one-shot written by Chainsaw Man creator Tatsuki Fujimoto and drawn by, okay, so he only did the writing on this one. Probably at that point they were like, you gotta get on Chainsaw Man enough already because <laughs> it's drawn by somebody else to strip the flesh creator Oto Toda comes out this Sunday it's out and it's called to strip the flesh and yeah the art definitely looks a bit different from Tatsuki Fujimoto but if it's the same type of storytelling as Tatsuki Fujimoto I'll be honest with you like I love his art but I'm really invested in the way he tells stories so if it's done in the same fashion as that this could be another masterpiece it could be another like again I'm, I'm keeping it all the way this is not no hyping it up or anything like that look back and goodbye Eddie two best one shots ever read and if this is even close to that then we might be a three for three. I don't know. Let me know if you want to see me do a video on this one. I will read it. And if it's disappointing, I'll just keep it real. Oh, Taishi Fujimoto dropped the ball. If it is godlike, I'll tell you that too. If there's a lesson in it, I'll break down as well because that's where Fenebo World, little by little, as we you know progress into this new direction and this new chapter, I like to go more in depth on things. It might be a smaller topic. Maybe people don't really care about that aspect or whatever, but I do. So we'll take a look and see what we can get from to strip the flesh. And it honestly looks like a steak or a heart no that's definitely a heart oh my god i'm seeing steak and heart at the same time what's wrong with me <laughs> And also, something really cool for Chainsaw Man fans, apparently, Wave Schwarz's The Card Game will release Chainsaw Man Edition soon. So, it seems as though a card game is going to have a Chainsaw Man Edition to it. I will buy the shit out of it. Like, I ain't gonna lie, there's certain series, certain IP, certain franchise that they got me. I don't want to say a sucker for them because I'm still always, you know, cognizant of what I'm doing. But, Chainsaw Man is one of those things and probably because there hasn't been too much things that's been released for it yet. I pretty much will buy anything they throw out of Chainsaw Man that is really dope or cool. And if these cards are readily available, 
available, I will grab them in a heartbeat because I love Chainsaw Man. Right now, I think the biggest thing to have a Chainsaw Man is these two Nendroids. I got a Power Nendroid and I got a Denji Nendroid, which, yo, they're running amok up there already, dog. Price is going to be bananas. But, yeah, I'm always down to buy more Chainsaw Man. In fact, I think my next tattoo that I get, in case y'all know, I'm tatted up all over the place. But my next tattoo is probably going to be a Chainsaw Man related one, I'm thinking. I I'm not going to say exactly what it is because, yeah, I I'll just keep it as a surprise until we drop it. But, hey, Chainsaw Man Edition cards coming soon. I would even import this just to have it because I love Chainsaw Man. Shout out to Tatsuki Fujimoto. Just saying. Record of Ragnarok fans or haters of the anime of Record of Ragnarok. Whatever you are. Wherever you uh, on the line you tote. Well, for starters, we got an update on Record of Ragnarok Season 2. It says here, Record of Ragnarok Season 2 airs in 2023 on Netflix by Studios Grafinica and Yumeta Company. And honestly, from what they showed, for starters, they added in a little bit of information from what I've been told. Apparently, they recognized the era of their ways. They don't outright say it, but essentially they came and said, yo, we're going to have extra staff this time around to make sure it goes right. So ideally, all of the backlash that Record of Ragnarok first season got is going to be gone. I'm even seeing some images. And honestly, from what I could tell, it looks a lot better already than the first Record of Ragnarok. And I believe it's going to be introducing some really awesome characters and whatnot. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be good. Hopefully, it's none of the stuff that plagued the first one, even though I keep it real. I'm one of the few that I really enjoyed Record of Ragnarok season one. I get it that it's an action series. You wanted to have the most fluid art and animation. Hopefully that's going to be the case for season two. It looks grittier. It looks like there's more detail on the character designs. And just hopefully the biggest thing is they put more fluid animation, Sakuga and all that stuff because Record of Ragnarok season one, it was decimated. I was decimated for even saying, yo dog, I'm not going to follow the sheep. I'm not going to follow the herd. I'm not going to say sheep because, you know, it is what it is. A lot of people will agree that, you know, they, they don't really care for Record of Ragnarok's animation in the first part or the first season. I wasn't against it. I really enjoyed it and I got body over that opinion. However, hey, maybe season two will be a different story because based on the information, again, it seems that they're putting more manpower and they're putting more better visuals already. They're showcasing like, hey, it's not completely stick figure-ish, even though I would argue that Record of Ragnarok season one, the art was beautiful. It was the animation that was terrible. The art, half the time, the characters look really gorgeous and I think that that was an issue of they did it backwards. Like Record of Ragnarok, yeah, of course, beautiful art is always welcome, but for a series like that maybe you could make some decent looking art but really fluid animation to get across what people really want and that's epic fights but i guess we gotta wait and see either way we got some decent intel that they're putting more work in hopefully record of ragnarok season two is a lot better than season one even though again i was in the minority of saying i liked it jujutsu kaisen fans it's been a bit since we've heard anything about season two of jujutsu kaisen i want to say it's probably been at least three four five months i believe for the most part all we heard was 2023 it's coming and little tiny updates but nothing crazy well apparently i believe this was actually at anime expo don't quote me on that but we got some updates on jujutsu kaisen season 2 based off an interview let's read jujutsu kaisen panel updates they asked did you think jujutsu kaisen would be as popular as it is manabu the mappa ceo that's crazy i had the ceo of mappa there says they did have some expectations based on their original success before full development there was a popularity in both japan and abroad they are very pleased with the hit it has become then manabu is asked how jujutsu kaisen is for mappa he says before covid he went overseas a lot with jujutsu kaisen as a title and jump it impressed him a lot and then based on the success he worked on the tv series team to make a whole anime the jujutsu kaisen script writer asked to look forward to more flashier fights and scenes in season two and yeah if all goes according to plan season two's fights should look absolutely amazing and the choreography should be amazing and yeah it should just be bananas then manabu said that they are working really hard to make interesting material for season two how do you gotta work hard to make just it's right there like the manga volumes are literally right there there's nothing that you gotta do other than in terms of 
up unless he means visually like appealing make it look interesting or whatever but Jujutsu Kaisen is very interesting everything about Jujutsu Kaisen is extremely interesting so yo watch yourself dog Manabu my eyes are on you I'm just playing before people say why are you talking to Manabu like that shut the fuck up I can tell you the staff is doing their best and working really hard hope you look forward to it too and yeah we we're all heavily looking forward to it Jujutsu Kaisen staff tells that they like the fact that the character Toto is so popular in the United States is because Toto looks like me, dog. I make everything happen. No. <laughs> shout outs to Toto. Don't really care for the Japanese voice actor, but shout outs to the character Toto. Best of friend. And it's once again announced that Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 will indeed air in 2023 as planned. No changes. So despite anything that's happening in the world, we are definitely getting Jujutsu Kaisen 2023, which, yo, 2022 from pretty much full on, it's just gonna be like anime heaven because then we got Marshall 2023, we got Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 2023. It's gonna just be greatness, man. I'm, I'm very happy that despite this drought, the drought is coming to an end and salvation is right around the corner for all of us. Not to mention some really epic badassery with Gojo. Oh my God, I, I, I forgot how much I miss Gojo. They've been starving us of Gojo in the anime and manga, though I haven't been cut up with the manga, so let me not say that. He might be doing some crazy stuff or whatever. Something insane might have happened. A, a flashback of Gojo just doing epic stuff, whatever. But yeah, Gojo, Um, I need more of him. And of course, best of friend, Toto. Oh boy, people, let's address the elephant in the room. And I'm not talking about the elephant that stomped that woman's carcass not that long ago. <laughs> Trigun fans, we gotta talk. We gotta talk because we got the first trailer for the Trigun Stampede anime produced by Studio Orange, the same studio that did the V-Stars anime. And boy, are people upset. Let's read and we'll dive further into what we know. Trigun Stampede released its first trailer and as you can see, there's some dude with blonde hair and orange glasses and a pistol and we have no idea who that is. No! <laughs> it wasn't long ago fans were informed about the next era of Trigun and now there's more goodies on the way for them quote-unquote goodies after anime expo is here the studio behind the new series has given netizens a special prize a new trailer for trigon stampede and it shows vash the stampede back in his element he's in a different element if you have not kept up with the series you should know orange made its big announcement about trigon's return at the start of the summer the studio confirmed it's working on a new anime that will debut 2023 and right now there's not many specifics other than this trailer and the trailer is completely in 3d cg um and fans biggest complaint is that vash looks vast different and i'm gonna say as follows the biggest shame about this thing is that the original anime of trigun doesn't adapt the full-on source material that's the biggest thing because other than that as i've stated before i'm not gonna go into this next generation kicking and screaming i've done that with hip-hop in the back in the day i've done that with a lot of things i'm not gonna do it so it is what it is 3d cg is here it doesn't mean that i'm gonna be enthusiastic about it but in terms of this trailer does it look amazingly great no does it look decent in some areas yes i'm just gonna keep it real there are certain areas the fluidity of the motion and whatnot doesn't look too bad vash's new look i'm not even gonna lie i could see why some fans are upset about it he looks way more flashier it's like going from naruto's look i guess to boruto in a way of how boruto really cares about looking fly or at the very least in the beginning of boruto he cared about looking fly naruto was just i'm a knucklehead and ninja i'm gonna kick some ass and i feel like that's the change in vash's mp's design where initially he's big red coat hey i'm vash 
and in here he looks more of a progressive look I guess you would say so I can see why some fans are upset personally I'm gonna try my best to look at it as follows if I want the 2d trigon anime I can go watch the 2d trigon anime is that what you guys want to hear absolutely not I'm saying how I'm going to approach it because it's either that or what do you want me to do be miserable be like oh my god oh because I don't really want to avoid it I just don't I kind of am interested so yeah I'm going to just be like okay this is a different trigon if I want the 2d anime of trigon I have the 2d anime biggest shame the 2d anime of trigon doesn't finish the whole story it is what it is I'm gonna go into this one with a more open mind I'm gonna start moving more with an open mind Dragon Ball Super Superhero I probably wouldn't have dreaded leading up until you know all of this happening if I wouldn't have been so close-minded again do I want 2d over 3d any day all the time right now tomorrow yesterday next year but 3d is here and is here to stay and thankfully it's improved a lot like in comparison to something like Ajin Ajin's art and animation for 3d CG was ugh apple seed ugh this doesn't look that bad I'm not gonna give it the ugh when it looks high it looks decent it looks in certain areas but like a lot of the vash scenes where he's jumping around and shit doesn't look too bad and again i'm gonna be open-minded i might enjoy it i enjoyed berserk 2016 despite the fact that i can 100 wholeheartedly say fuck those visuals they look terrible but i love the story of it and i love the story of vash the stampede trigon so i'm gonna be open-minded i know some people are gonna be upset with what i'm saying of hey i'm not gonna be miserable about some shit but i'm not gonna be miserable dog mushoku tensei fans there's been some new information and new i believe it was a pv if i'm not mistaken came out for mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation and according to this it says Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation Season 2 releases in 2023 and if I'm keeping it real I gotta go back and finish the second core of Season 1 of Mushoku Tensei I'll be honest with you Mushoku Tensei kind of I feel like trolled me in a way because when I first got into it I thought it was just going to be this hilariously epic but hilarious thing of like this dude like you know it starts off he's a baby he remembers his previous life he remembers that he's a grown ass man and stuff like that I loved all of those aspects once it's started going into all of what later on becomes you know common tropes of isekai series that's where it kind of started to lose me a little bit and granted it's because everything copied off of from my understanding jobless reincarnation like it's the grandfather of this shit and if a lot of people came after and took all the elements then that's not really jobless reincarnation's fault but i love the elements of yo dog i, I was a, a different person but like yo i'm like one years old and i got the mind it's kind of like look who's talking if you remember that movie look who's talking and look who's talking too kind of gives me those vibes in the beginning and then it kind of goes off into magic quests guilds yada yada and i'm by no means hating on jobless reincarnation i gotta be clear it's just that i'm like yeah people mushoku tensei jobless reincarnation season 2 2023 anime look forward to it i have no doubt in my mind that it's gonna look great and i have no doubt in my mind that it's probably going to be great it's just because i've seen so many other isekai before i got to this one i kind of feel like oh i know that oh i know oh i know that but let's see okay people and now it's time to relax and jump into the top 50 best-selling manga of the week courtesy of our guy jose underscore k and for starters we got 50 through 41 coming in at number 48 uh hiromo arakawa's other series arson senki 17,000 this week 148,000. doing decent although i would argue if i was hiromo arakawa i would legit drop any of these side manga that i'm doing and just focus solely on yomi no sugai yomi no sugai is her future all of this other stuff maybe you 
like doing it, maybe helping a friend, whatever the case may be, maybe it's just a quick bag, cool beans, jump into Yomi no Sugai full time, don't waste any time with anything else, because that's where it's at, then we got 40 through 31, we got, let's, wow, I thought that for a second, number 40, Katainaka no Osan Kensei ni Naru, I thought that was Food Wars for a split second, I'm not even gonna lie, I was super trolled right now, uh, then at number 37, we got One Punch Man Volume 11, 25,000, almost 280 in 24 days, y'all see One Punch Man still doing the damn thing, and that's, honestly, I would throw a, a good majority of that on Yusuke Murata, his art is really his art, and then the epicness of a lot of the iconic moments from what I've been hearing is happening, is what's really pushing those sales, in my opinion, his his passion and drive, at number 31, we got the Tokyo Avengers Character Book, Volume 3, 26,081, they, they eating, Kodansha's like, yo, it's the Tokyo Avengers banana, honestly, Tokyo Avengers probably was going to end a good minute ago, and yeah, they sold those sales, and were like, <laughs> end it <laughs> you're not ending nothing motherfucker you stuck here kodansha says you you here then we got 30 through 21 we got record of ragnarok in seven days ouch oh no, no that's a special edition okay i was about to say that is not good for record of ragnarok in seven days a special edition of volume 15 i'd imagine the newest volume 26,699 okay so then probably the original one probably did a lot more uh spy family still tearing it up it's from places 29 to 25 doing what about 30 a piece not bad at all uh, what is this gate volume 20 never heard of it Thirty-one thousand. then uh from the author of fumara alchemist the one i was just screaming about a little bit ago yomi no sugai volume one in 17 days 152,000 31,000 this week again i gotta stress hiromu arakawa this is her future right here. She needs to stick to Yomi no Sugai. That shit, at the very least, the first chapter that I read was fire. And if it continues that way, Hiromu Arakawa got one. Uh, then jumping to 20 through 11, Spy Family Volume 9 there. Record of Ragnarok, The Legend of Lu Bu Volume 6. Is that a spinoff, The Legend of Lu Bu? Yo, shoutouts to Lu Bu, Romance in the Three Kingdoms. Shoutouts to that. Uh, number 17, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Crazy Diamonds, Demonic Heartbreak. Volume 1, 38,000, 74,000. That's crazy. Again, that manga is old as hell. 30 something what is it 30 years old or something 20 something years old and this spinoff series boom selling like hotcakes and when the anime comes out on netflix it's gonna be boom because i have no doubt in my mind that's the whole reason it even exists is netflix is like can we get some original jojo stuff like we get it you know anime haha can we get like the most popular ones and like make something original which i'm willing to bet whenever part seven gets animated they're gonna do the same thing because from what i heard part seven is wildly popular they're probably gonna do the same thing if not way more grander because they're trying to with stone ocean for whatever reason stone ocean maybe because it's a female lead it's not the most banging with people going crazy for the spinoffs but this josuke spinoff people are loving it and it got whole horse in it as well we got mystery to lunakari or mystery to to e lunakari how the hell you pronounce it Forty nine thousand three hundred eleven and 17 that is going to be a big one i keep on telling you it is a big one already it's not going to be top 10 top 10 top 10 coming in at number seven social no free Aaron, volume eight seventy four thousand two hundred seventeen thousand total 10 days excellent kaguya sama love is war volume 26 80 000. yo kaguya sama fan tore me up for not mentioning it as one of like the pillars of this season of anime geez and on top of that we know that it's ending in what 14 chapters shout out to kaguya-sama i like kaguya-sama you guys treat me with respect damn it record of ragnarok volume 15 140 okay so 140 plus 26 so it did 166 including the special edition 167 let's just say for a record of ragnarok volume 15 not bad those special editions though i'd imagine there's probably they make a lot of money because they could charge way more for whatever they add in there uh number three kingdom volume 65 146,010 days almost half a million i always just say yo kingdom the story is what sells it period the story and the art like there's no anime that people 
really care about. I know the, the Kingdom fans like, the anime has improved. Okay, that's fine. On a mainstream level, nobody cares. Just keeping it a buck. Like, on a mainstream level, there is no Kingdom anime. And coming in at number one, Tokyo Avengers Volume 28. Another 189,000, almost 600,000 in 10 days. That sounds about right for Tokyo Avengers. Maybe slightly off, but dope cover. I don't really recall what contents is in there. It might be after where I stopped reading, but Tokyo Avengers dominating again, showcasing that despite Tokyo Avengers not being, you know, the most liked right now, it still has a lot of fans, especially in Japan. And yeah, people, those were the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joseph underscore K. Always a treat and very interesting with this one. Okay, people, now it's time for the music section of Fineva News. I go lie, this is my favorite bit of the show. Let's dive into it because for starters, we got a little bit of, I guess, an update and kind of an insane update for Dr. Dre. It's been a good minute since I've, honestly, I don't even think I've ever talked about Dr. Dre on camera, so I'm very excited to talk that. Apparently, Dre went quote-unquote nuts and created 247 songs during the pandemic, according to this article courtesy of allhiphop.com. Uh, producer Dr. Dre said he recorded almost 250 songs during the pandemic as he went through a high-profile divorce. Y'all remember, that was very devastating and recovered from a brain aneurysm. Scared all of us. All of us were scared. The music mogul and mastermind behind so many iconic moments in hip-hop culture dropped the incredible number while recording in the studio with Busta Rhymes and Spliff Star. Yo, shout-outs to Busta Rhymes. Been a oh man, actually, no, I'm lying. He had that one record with Trippy not that long ago, Trippy Red and Busta. That was kind of decent record. I liked it. Uh, he said, I did 247 songs during the pandemic, then we paused, did a whole album with Marsha Ambrosius. That's fucking nuts. So, that's crazy. 247 songs. Then we came back. What did we do after? Oh, I did the Grand Theft Auto shit. And then we're working on Snoop. Then the multi-platinum artist said, we got two days in right now. We got like six bangers. He said he got an entire album done in two days and couldn't think of what would be next. That's okay, Buster knew. Buster Rhyme said his project should be next on the roll call. In addition to getting divorced and making music during the pandemic, Dre donated $10 million to Compton High School. Shout outs to that. That's freaking amazing and beautiful to hear. And I'm not even gonna lie, it's just inspiring. Like, yo, dog, if you're making and you're creating... Um, that should inspire you. 247 songs. That's pretty much like, what, about a song every every few days if you calculate it? Because how long the pandemic been going? Since about March 2020, it was officially declared. So we're about two and a half years, a little less than that. Dude has been doing his thing. He, every, every few days, he's been making a song, if you calculate it correctly. 247 songs and salute to him, dog. I know what it's like. Uh, me and this microphone, we go from talking to you guys about news and stuff to um, an all-night session of, yo, dog, I got to redo that line yo dog the ad libs yo dog um pull up that beat like it gets vicious in here and i love it and that's just inspiring 247 songs dog like wow kind of reminds me of like lupe fiasco's drill music and zion apparently he recorded all of that whole album in three days he did that album in three days nuts next up something really awesome in hip-hop that i wanted to highlight a lot of people be always saying yo hip-hop is negativity hip-hop is this hip-hop is that and if you're one of those people listen to what master p's done this is freaking amazing and it's sad that that it has to happen stuff like this in this world shit like this is terrible but ultimately master p is making a difference and i love to hear it master p and his son hersey give two-year-old a birthday party after she was as an infant oh my 
god. Master P and his son Hersey paid it forward by splurging a two-year-old who was assaulted. Hip-hop mogul and philanthropist Master P and his son Hersey Miller hosted a private birthday party for the two-year-old girl, Ocean Robertson, who was shot in Louisville, Kentucky back in 2020. The baby was injured during the gunplay, limiting her family's desire or ability to throw her a party. However, the No Limit soldier stepped up to the plate and blessed the young princess with her first party since being that December while sitting in a car with her mother for Kwanzaa Akram, also known as Molly, on West Oak Street. The baby was spared, but her mom transitioned shortly after the accident. Rest in peace to that mom. The celebration was held at the Louisville Zoo on Thursday, June 30th. This is a great feeling today, seeing the progress, how she's constantly fighting and growing and getting better. It's just a blessing. I, I don't want to read any more of the article. That's just really sad. I didn't know that the mom actually didn't make it. That it, It's already horrifying to hear a, a baby you know that's a baby going through something like that and then on top of that losing the mom you know hits close to home to even think about uh rest in peace to that mother shout out to master p this is how you make a difference dog this is how you make a difference and i hope they you know gave maybe some funds or something so this little girl could have a better life um you know now that she's in the situation she's in but yeah wow shout out to master p and again condolences to that entire family very very sad stuff next up something very interesting for logic fans now in case you don't know about logic he's a hip-hop artist that recently i want to say it was over the course of the pandemic had basically claimed that he was going into retirement he's been signed to def jam for a long time now although i remember them giving him like 20 something million dollars a few years back it was probably like 2017 2018 they gave him like 22 million dollars and it was like yo it's up for logic then he went into that whole retirement thing he was doing twitch for a while he came back recently and his album from my understanding didn't sell the greatest i think it did like 30 something thousand copies or something it was like on par competing with like kevin gates's album or something and i think it kind of did about 30 something ish which is a very very low ball for logic that normally sells about 60 to 100 thousand plus each album i would attribute that to the fact that once you're at the final album of your contract your record label has no obligation and in fact there's no incentive for them to push you unless you re-sign with them and considering logic has been shitting on dev jam for a good minute they were like yo dog you're gonna flop and get the fuck up out of here but logic quickly is landing on his feet because according to this logic signs with bmg following dev jam exit logic released his final album for dev jam recordings in june he partnered with bmg to be respected as an artist logic inked the deal with bmg after finishing his run at dev jam recordings the 32 year rapper referenced signing with bmg on sayonara the last song on his vinyl days lp the album which dropped in June was Logic's final release for Def Jam. There's a lot of bitches in the music industry, Logic said in a press statement. I'm just glad to move on to a place where I can be independent and respected as an artist and feel like I'm in control of my career. Logic's BMG deal will allow him to own his sound recordings. He secured the artist-friendly partnership after voicing issues with his situation at Def Jam. Our new partnership is an incredible opportunity to begin the next chapter of Logic's career and further expand his brand. Everyone at BMG is well-positioned and prepared to amplify his creative vision and elevate his music to to the next level and it's crazy to just hear you know artists being able to get out of deals and contracts granted the record labels is always shitty the way they do things like that like yo just because it's the final project like don't you think it would still be a dope investment to hey let's invest in him so that this project could live in infamy and down the road it'll be a big deal so i kind of look at it in a couple different angles like yo if you can make one of these records hit for his final album with you guys that would still be a big bag but they see it also honestly it almost feels like a bit of a petty thing like you're leaving us fine but we're gonna screw you over if you're leaving us like a bitter ex or some shit like that <laughs> i don't know that that's kind of how the music industry sometimes comes across but uh shout out to logic for making that move over there um yeah i don't know still don't like the way logic be moving in certain areas in particular attacking certain podcasters over certain comments and stuff like that like kind of be a little 
Quick update for Travis Barker. In case you don't know, there was a serious scare. Apparently, he ended up in the hospital. He was hospitalized due to, I believe, his pancreas. There was an issue, but it says here, Travis Barker much better after suffering severe life-threatened pancreatitis. I went in for an endoscopy Monday feeling great, but after dinner, I developed excruciating pain and have been hospitalized ever since. He gave an update on his health after being hospitalized in LA earlier this week. The producer and drummer told fans he's feeling much better after facing a life-threatening pancreatitis. He said during the endoscopy, I had a very small pulp removed right in a very sensitive area usually handled by specialists which unfortunately damaged a critical pancreatic drainage tube this resulted in severe life-threatening pancreatitis i am so very very grateful with this intensive treatment i am currently much better kind of sounds like a little bit of lawsuits is possible there mate then for taylor swift fans all two of you out there like relax i know i know taylor swift fans but i found this to be wild when this happens a man found that taylor swift's nyc home and he's facing stalking charges 35 year old new york man is facing trespassing and stalking charges after authority said he entered two new york city residencies linked to the famed singer songwriter taylor swift police say the suspect who was arrested friday july 1st entered one of the residential buildings located in in the city's Tribeca neighborhood on March 26th, he walked through an unlocked door and remained unlawfully before fleeing on foot when security told him to leave. Like, dog, what did you think he was going to do? What did, you, what, did, what did you think he was going to do, dog? Like, no, it's never okay to do that. I don't care if there's a giant singer. I don't care if there's a YouTuber, whoever it is. Don't do it, dog. Cats is going to handle you. Don't ever do some shit like that. That's, wow. <laughs> I guess it's good Taylor Swift wasn't home, but I'd imagine her security would have desecrated that dude's whole existence if he would have even got near her. So, yeah. I mean, like, yo, dog. Look, didn't that recently happen with Eminem? Like, didn't some dude, like a dude that was like a meth or something, broke into his crib and shit like that? Like, be careful out there, especially if you have any type of notoriety or celebrity out there. Be careful. This one right here is a little gossipy, but I just had to throw it in here because apparently, in case you don't see it on the timeline, in case you don't see it popping up in the shade room or whatnot, there's been a guy that impersonates Drake. He got very popular off impersonating Drake. He had the heart on his head when Drake was doing the whole certified lover boy run and all that jazz. Well, he kind of made a little bit of a career. Him and that uh, little Dirk impersonator, Perkyo or whatever, they, they were making moves. Well, apparently it says fake Drake has been banned from Instagram for impersonating Drake. I'm gonna keep it real with my suspicion of what happened. More than likely, Drake's people or Drake himself probably reached out and said, Yo, dog, you're giving me a bad image. You're running around. Apparently, like he had gained weight, the Drake impersonator. And probably, I'm guessing, Drake told him, Yo, stop it. And probably, dude was like, Either nah, I'm not or kept on moving and ignoring it and then Drake and his people probably sniped him because this dude existed for a good minute why would he just suddenly be poofed out of here unless there was a complaint from probably Drake and his people like get this dude out of here though we on a whole different type of time I'm on honestly never mind time and you you still on that certified lover boy heart shit like get out of here so I'm guessing that's what happened that's my crazy theory I have no basis of that speculation other than kind of makes sense and I, I wouldn't be surprised but I guess that's also a valuable lesson, dog. Do not try to create a career trying to be somebody else. You got to be yourself. Always be yourself. Hopefully this dude can land on his feet. Honestly, you got a little bit of clout from that. Try and turn it into something else. I don't know. Create a podcast. Make a cooking with fake Drake. Some shit there. Just like leave it alone already, though, on the IG stuff. Like IG gets people into a lot of shit, bro. Okay, people. So I wanted to add this extra story onto the episode of Forever News for today. I'm aware some of you may have seen over on 
the Forever News channel. I talked briefly about this story, but more details have surfaced uh, since the release of this story. In case you don't know, the original manga creator of the series, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, passed away on, I believe, July 7, 2022. It was in the late hours of the night, probably in the morning time over there in Japan, that we found out he was found dead at 60 years old. Um, according to the reports, because initially all we heard was that he was um, found basically washed up on shore. Uh, from reports, a lot of people are saying that basically police investigating, they found him in snorkeling gear. So a lot of people are immediately assuming that um, it's due to possibly an accident from snorkeling. Again, we don't have all the full details as of this time, but I uh, just wanted to, for people that haven't heard it over here on the main channel, I'll let you guys know that Kazuki Takahashi has passed away. My heart goes out to his family. Condolences to his family. And rest in peace to a legend that changed a lot of people's lives. Yu-Gi-Oh! was a massive part of my childhood. When I was going through it as a child, dealing with family affairs, dealing with being homeless and all sorts of stuff. Having my Yu-Gi! starter deck by my side helped me get through those times. So, um, rest in peace to a legend. Uh, we'll never forget you, fam. People, hold on to your seats because right now we got a whole bunch of epic stuff going on, a whole bunch of insanity, and maybe some stuff that might get you a little worried because the truth of the matter is... Well, for starters, we got another Death Note movie on the way. Dragon Ball Super fans, yeah, um, Toei Animation could be, might be, possibly coming after you over the whole recent scandal of Dragon Ball Super superheroes leaking. While on the flip side of things, conveniently an announcement about Dragon Ball Super's anime returning to wash out the fact that, yeah, it's getting intense. Hunter Hunter fans rejoice because I got a big update that you might like. Martial Magic and Muscles fans, probably the final anime announcement I'd imagine until we get a full-blown trailer, but it's a big one. Chainsaw Man fans, it might be time to worry it might be time to worry <laughs> and so much more on the anime side of things and then on the music side of things mainly a couple of releases that came out that are definitely notable but also something huge regarding the whole situation with nipsey hustle that we're definitely going to talk about okay people you know the drill in case you don't hit that subscribe button and that bell to get notified we talk about everything and anything in the world of anime manga music and all of that awesome culture so to speak do yourself a service do me a service and it'll go full circle hit the subscribe button and the bell okay people first order business as i'm recording this right now it just broke it'll probably be about a day or so since for you guys but essentially a huge update that nobody thought was coming regarding another death note film incoming but due to the nature of it it might actually have some people turning heads and saying okay maybe possibly because in case you don't know death note has had quite a few movies at this particular point i know there was at least two or three that were released in japan and then of course we had the infamous netflix death note film that a lot of people didn't particularly care for a lot of people were kind of like Ugh. and I think they even said that way back when when the movie first came out that they were going to be working on another one somehow despite the fact that fans really weren't all that enthusiastic about that live action the only thing good about that entire live action was the actor that played L he actually nailed it did a phenomenal job his role was written very very well like literally L was the only thing about that movie because everything else ironically was the L well apparently Netflix ain't giving up hope despite the fact that it's been 
quite a few years at this particular point since the Death Note live action came out. They're turning around to do another one. However, this time around, some fans might actually be excited and there's potential. I'm going to just put air quotes, potential for it to actually be good because apparently they're bringing in the Duffer Brothers or the Doofer Brothers. Forgive me for how I'm pronouncing it. I don't know how to say it correctly. Yeah, these gentlemen are apparently responsible for Stranger Things. It says here, the Duffer Brothers are making yet another live action Death Note adaptation for Netflix. Though Netflix already made a go at adapting writer Sugumi Oba and illustrator Takeshi Obata's Death Note back in 2017, the streamer is giving up to give it another go with the help of the Duffer Brothers. Fresh off the success of Stranger Things 4 Volume 2, Netflix announced today that Matt and Ross Duffer have renewed their deal to develop multiple projects for the platform and formed Upside Down Pictures, a new production house named for the dimension at the center of their sci-fi opus. In a public statement about Upside Down Pictures, the Duffers share that producer Hilary Leviat, Orphan Black, and Ozark has been tapped to head the studio and express confidence in her ability to make it a success. It didn't take long until our first meeting with Hillary where we bonded over films like Jaws, Home Alone, and Speed, pretty much anything in this press release to divert your attention from the fact that another anime live-action Death Note. To know we have found a kindred spirit, the Doofer said, Hillary's passion for storytelling is perhaps matched only by her passion for the storytellers themselves for whom she is fiercely protective. No wonder so many writers and directors are drawn to working with her. According to the Doofer brothers, their goal with Upside Down Pictures is to tell the kind of stories that light them up as young film lovers. Stories that take place at the beautiful crossroads where ordinary meets the extraordinary. Okay, that's definite. Where big spectacle coexists with intimate character work, where heart wins over cynicism. To that end, Upside Down plans to produce a number of new series with similar narrative DNA to Stranger Things. In addition to a Stranger Things spinoff show and stage play directed by Stephen Daldry. A stage play sounds so freaking exciting. Uh, that Oh god, I'd take my family there in a heartbeat if it was near me. Upside Down is also working on an untitled original series created by Jeffrey Addis and Will Matthews, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Upside Down Pictures will also adapt existing properties like Curtis Gwynn's take on Stephen King and Peter Straub's The Talisman, but the project that most likely to intrigue audiences is the studio's upcoming spin on Death Note. Netflix did not announce any hard details about Upside Down Productions' Death Note, like whether it would be at all related to the studio's 2017 film, but given how poorly that movie and many Netflix other attempts at reworking beloved anime classics have been received, if Upside Down Pictures' Death Note manages to impress when it eventually debuts. Now, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. They are doing this now. This is their new attempt at making people care for the anime live-action films and saying, hey, we got, and this isn't necessarily new. I don't want to say it's new, but they've been more prominent with it. Hey, y'all love this title? Well, we're bringing a creator from that title to come do this. Like, we, we've just heard it a couple different times where it escapes me for the moment, but a few different anime to live actions where, yo, we tap this person. They're coming through. We're I believe One Punch Man. They, they said that they're bringing in the dude from Fast and the Furious to do the One Punch Man live action. And a lot of people were kind of criticizing the work that he did on Fast. So that was something. But then this one, the Stranger Things bros. Like, honestly, Stranger Things has the, the youth by the, the cufflink, so to speak. They pretty much, with Stranger Things, have tapped that audience. I mean, my nephew right here. Shout out to my nephew, Jojo. He uh, is a massive Stranger Things fan. As soon as the latest season, Stranger Things 4 Part 2 came out, he was like, yo, I'm on it. Honestly, do you think that they're going to be able to, I guess, make a good anime live action film with the Stranger Things people? Like, is Stranger Things good enough that you feel they, they can get it right with this or it's still going to be bad? No, I think it, they will get it right because from the latest season, it's been like a really good quality 
really good video and a really good series. Best question. What is it about Stranger Things that you love the most? How, how like the upside down is the same thing as the real world. Mm, and then the fact that the name of their production company is upside down will get younger kids into it. Yo, you see what I just did? Experimenting. Love you, Joe. Thanks for that. Appreciate you. Yeah, so uh, they're using that as a catalyst, a springboard, so to speak, to get the youth in. And I'm not even going to lie. If they make a good one, they make a good one. I will love it and enjoy it. In fact, I've become more susceptible to the idea that, yo, this is the push. At the end of the day, the West has bought in heavily into the anime industry. We're going to get more things like this. We're going to get more animated live action. We're going to get more of the West's influence instead of going in kicking and screaming, like I said, for example, with the Trigun, a new movie that's coming. In, I'm just gonna try and hope for the best. If it bombs and it sucks, then we're gonna be here with the pitchforks and the torches and going crazy. But if it's good, it might be good. Hey, um, at the very least for the kiddos, it might be good if they're giving it anything close to the feel of Stranger Things. And at the end of the day, the, the craziest idea that I highly doubt will be the one that they go with. But you know, it's just something a little wild. How about just using the fucking source material that you have to actually make a good film? <laughs> Hollywood's whole minds exploded like using the source material properly. Nani sore? No. So there's a thought there, but definitely want to ask you guys, pass the question off. How do you feel about this whole thing of the Stranger Things bros, upside down productions, making another death note? Do you want it to be a continuation from the 2017? Do you want a faithful adaptation? Here's another quick idea. Why not make a movie or a series based off of that one shot that they recently released? I think that that would go so crazy, especially if you bring in the original creators. Hey, they done with Platinum End. How about you bring them in to make a new Death Note live action series based off of that one shot and have them writing it? That right there, pooh, again, craziness, I know, but that would that, that would print money. But let me know what you guys think about that whole thing. Next up, Dragon Ball fans, I don't want to scare you, but yeah, <laughs> Toei Animation ain't playing, dog. It's been very aggressive. The fight against piracy, the world government, a la One Piece, no. <laughs> the fight against piracy has been intense, and it's only getting more intense because this time around, Toei are going after people over the whole Dragon Ball Super Superhero leak and whatnot, and I'm gonna say straight up and down, more than like, the reason why they're tapping in the reason why they're tackling this so aggressively the reason why they're making these announcements and then also adding in pseudo announcements via third-party sources to kind of block out what they're doing is i'm gonna say that dragon ball superhero is doing lower than their expectations and they're pissed and they're going after anybody that is promoting piracy over it because they're, they're losing money but let's read this article courtesy of anime news network and we'll talk some more toei considers legal action against illegally recorded uploads of dragon ball super superhero footage Toei revealed on Monday that it has identified about 3,000 cases of illegally recorded footage uploads of Dragon... Okay, so see, this is where they get you. 3,000 cases of illegally recorded footage uploads. So while they pretended at the beginning of, hey, that this is going after people that recorded it, there's 3,000 cases of illegally uploaded. So if you ripped it from somewhere else and uploaded it, you're some guy in Wyoming and you did that shit. Yeah, they're looking at you. Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the second anime film in the Dragon Ball Super franchise, I'm various platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter 10 days after the film's opening. According to Toei, the number of cases is about 10 times that of the previous film, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Ain't that a bitch? In the midst of them attacking and, and they're still trying to promote that, yo, it's 10 times more than, so there was 10 times more interest to do this or it's 10 times more the fact that y'all are mad. 
The company added that it is looking into legal action against these uploads and is eyeing the matter as both a criminal and civil case. Toei has also filed a request with the respective platforms to remove the illegally uploaded footage. People who violate Japan's Copyright Act and its Act on Prevention of Unauthorized Recordings of Films and the General Copyright Law face up to 10 years in prison, up to 10 million yen, about $73,000 in fines, or both. Suspects were arrested or charged under the law for recording in theaters from Space Battleship Yamato Resurrection in 2010 for the Mobile Suit Gundam Zero. Yeah, this is all straight up them saying, dog, we want to scare you because we lost money. Like, I'm going to just keep it real. For starters, anybody that is uploading that shit, what are you doing, dog? Stop. Like, just know. Like, you shouldn't do that anyway. You should know better. But on top of that, the fact that they're making this big announcement, the fact that they're making the stance, there was 3,000. They're using this as a marketing tactic on top of a scare tactic. It's like, yo, there was 10 times more interest to do this for this film. I wonder why, guys. You should check it out. On top of that, you keep on doing this. We're coming after you. They took an L, and they're trying to alleviate the, the blow that they've taken by any means necessary, including using this fact as a marketing tool. So when it comes out, people are going to be like, damn, they were really pirating it heavy. So there's going to be the people that are going to support it just because, man, they pirated it. I want this to be a thing. I love this. So I'm going to watch this 10 times in the theater. Then there's going to be the thing of, hey, oh, wow, they're, they're really going after civil and criminal. Maybe I should stop. Oh, snap. They did all of this. This movie must be huge. It must be great that people are running after it. Let me go watch it. There's so many different layers that this adds into the narrative of what's going on with Dragon Ball Super Superhero right now. That's more than likely why they did this press release. And then on top of that, because there could definitely be negative blowback of, damn, you attacking the fans. Then we get these press releases, so to speak, from third-party sources that were suddenly okayed to do it. And forgive me if I'm missing a piece of the puzzle here. Hey, this is what I've gathered thus far, where people came out and started saying, yo, by the way, guys, Dragon Ball Super Super anime is going to return, and Toei is doing everything they've been wanting it to come back. Because from what I've seen, it said, one, weekly Dragon Ball episodes set after the Universal Survival Arc are in production. Anime will be back in 2023. And upon doing a little digging, I see that supposedly Toei Animation has been wanting to do this, and that Shueisha told them, hey, until you get enough manga chapters, you can't come back and, and, and do this. Just period. Get more manga. Maybe it was disrupting Shueisha's business model or whatever of doing everything original, but nevertheless, basically from what was said is that Toei wanted to do it. Shueisha said no. They got enough manga chapters. It is returning in 2023, which again, very convenient, awesome announcement to kind of cloud the mist of, yo, we attacking fans. Then number two, apparently new Dragon Ball movie after Superhero is currently in pre-production. Toei is planning to release movies once in two to three years. Okay, we, we kind of heard already that they were on to the next one and two to three years sounds about accurate. It was what? Well, four years since Dragon Ball uh, Broly, but then again, that was also with the pandemic. We probably would have got it realistically in 2020, maybe 2021 the latest, but probably 2020 we would have got the next film if it wasn't for the whole pandemic situation or whatnot. Yeah, it's like, hey, great news in the midst of this and it drowns out the real issue of dog. Well, once again, if you've been uploading the, the movie, you're wrong. Flat out. I'm not going to defend that shit. Stop. But on top of that, the fact that they're bleeding out and going after people is like, okay, all right, I see what's going on here and I'm breaking it down for you guys and my news show so that you understand what's really going on. Like, I'll defend the people when they need to be defended. 
offended, but you shouldn't be uploading. And then Toei, what are you doing, dog? Like, hey, I get it. You're aggressively fighting for your IP's protection and all that jazz. But Toei been bugging. Like, let's not forget last year what happened with Totally Not Mark and all the other stuff that's been going on. In fact, I've been sniped by Toei here and there. So it's like Toei been bugging and they're bugging some more. But let me know what you guys think about this. For starters, do you feel that way that, hey, they're coming up with these beautiful announcements? Oh, Dragon Ball Super Anime is returning. Toei been wanting to return in spite solely to cover up the whole scandal of the 3000 and them going after people. Um, just your whole thoughts on this. It's like some horrible news and some good news that kind of jumps in front of the horrible news. But dog, it's still there. Like you could put whatever in front of it. But horrible news. Hello. Next up, quick update for Hunter Hunter fans. But I definitely felt it was very notable because we just recently got the big update on how much the Bleach manga has sold and in case you don't know series like Hunter x Hunter and Bleach are some of the highest selling manga of all time I believe Bleach is like probably top 10 top 15 at this point they just announced it had 130 million sales worldwide really really great stuff now we got a big announcement for Hunter x Hunter and it says here that according to this Hunter x Hunter manga has now sold more than 84 million copies including digital so 16 million away for 100 million and Honestly, it'll hit 100 million probably a distance away from now because Hunter x Hunter is irregularly released, as most of you may know. Yoshihiro Tagashi has just, is or is currently in the process of coming off of his longest hiatus. It was like about three years since Tagashi went on hiatus, and now he's actually returning on Twitter. You know, it's been a big frenzy, him making his Twitter account, all the followers, and all he does is post like little scribbles on the side of each page as he's working on his manga and whatnot, which I'll throw the argument that he's probably already been done and he's probably just taking pages and drawing some shit to get people excited great marketing ploy like I don't see Yoshihiro Tagashi at this age showing up empty-handed to Shueisha's office and saying oh yeah I'll get started drawing more than likely he has enough to put out a few volumes and this is a marketing tactic giving you guys a little game here but I say all that to say that with each volume let's just say hypothetically he has enough content for even three volumes let's just say he's gonna drop three volumes Hunter Hunter usually sells about a million couple million of volume I want to say let's just say even hypothetically at max like each volume sells two million copies after you know a couple months on stands or whatever two four six it'll probably bring it to about 90 million when all is said and done with this one and then if history tells us anything Tagashi will go on a long hiatus again and it'll be a lot so we're looking at another <laughs> decade plus unless these sales go astronomically stupid yeah Hunter Hunter will hit 100 million just ways down the road 84 million though clap it up for the GOAT and if you add that 84 million with Yu Yu Hakusho which is around I want to say 80 something million Tagashi's already did that and he did it with two legendary iconic series and if he wanted to continue Yu Yu Hakusho into this day and age it probably would have been blowing way past all of that so shout outs to the GOAT Tagashi uh, put the scribbles down and give us those chapters I'm just saying <laughs> next up small update but massive update at the same time and probably the last update you'll get for a while for the Martial Magic and Muscles anime in case you don't know Martial Magic and Muscles it's pretty much Harry Potter meets One Punch Man all wrapped in an epic funny bun that the main character will probably eat because he loves buns. But seriously, one of the major things that we was waiting to hear the announcement on regarding Marshall is, hey, okay, we know that it's coming in 2023. Check. We've seen a promotional key visual. Looks cool. We know that apparently it's going to be a quote-unquote complete adaptation for whatever it's worth. Basically, the only thing you can deduce from that is they're going to adapt the entire story of Marshall Magic 
Mexican muscles. How it's going to be adapted, when it's going to be adapted in full, we don't know, but we know it'll be a complete adaptation. The piece that we was waiting the most to hear from is, hey, what studio is going to be behind it? Because y'all already know, immediately everybody's brains go to MAPA, you affordable, MAPA, you affordable, as if there aren't plenty, a plethora of other really awesome and high quality studios out there. Studio Bones, despite that they've been, you know, kind of pussyfooting around with My Hero Academia, they're pretty awesome. There's A1 Pictures, the remnants of, if they still even exist at this point, Madhouse. There's there's a few ones, Shaft, but yeah, people were like, MAPA or Ufotable, which one? And it wasn't either. It's actually, dun -da -da -dun, A1 Pictures, A1 Pictures, studio behind Magi, studio behind Sword Art Online, all of that good stuff. It says here, it was revealed that Studio A1 Pictures that did Kaguya-sama will be in charge of bringing the martial manga to animation. This is the first promotional visual we know, 2023. So right after I released the latest episode of Forever News on Monday, boom, they announced A1 Pictures for Marshall. And I'm not even gonna lie, pretty freaking excited. A1 Pictures, the problem with them is they will make gorgeous looking animation, right? A1, they do a fantastic job with the art and animation. The thing that they usually lack is the adaptation itself of the story. Oftentimes, like the ending of Magi, like for starters, one big thing is Magi season one, the ending of the season kind of went into filler and they had to correct it and change some stuff from the anime only things for season two because they wanted to carry on adapting stuff. Fairy tale, I think they did a for the most part decent job on the adaptation at times because it was ongoing. They had some problems and I wouldn't be surprised if that's why A1 kind of backed away from like big battles shown in for a while because Fairy tale was a long job. However, Marshall, because it's going to be a completed series, I don't see any reason why aside from some really cool stuff that maybe the creator wants to add in there there shouldn't be any type of changes there shouldn't be any filler endings or anything like that the series is on its final arc as it is and whatnot there's no doubt in my mind that a1 will make a perfect adaptation for marshall i'm calling it right now now whether people like the ending of marshall's manga that's a different story but i'm going to say there that a1 pictures has no reason to make anything other than a flawless anime for marshall their production quality is always extremely high and the source material is going to be damn near if not completed by the time it arrives make a perfect adaptation there's no reason why it shouldn't be again the only thing that could be the hiccup in the road is if people don't rock with it or people don't like the ending of the original manga that's the only reason why it shouldn't be a straight bang oh my god you did it right or the other possibility of them going like hey let's do cgi 3d then <laughs> i promised i was gonna stop bagging on cg 3d but here i am and here we are but either way yes people martial magic and muscles if you've been wondering you've been worried with studio a1 pictures is going to be doing it i'm gonna keep my fingers crossed that again there's no reason they should drop the ball on this fam this should be perfect or close to it chainsaw man save me chainsaw man fans okay so a lot of people were skeptical a lot of people were wondering what was going to happen over at anime expo 2022 because we was getting a big chainsaw man panel and anime expo brought forth a lot of announcements for a lot of huge series so a lot of people were expecting some stuff we didn't really get much in terms of like visuals of what it's going to look like and we're going to talk about why that is freaking scary as hell but apparently according to what went down over there at the anime expo it says here chainsaw man anime promises not to censor blood and gore chainsaw man struck a chord with fans with just how violent and intense it could be at moments i don't think that that was what struck the chord but okay and the staff behind the upcoming anime are promising that the adaptation will not be censoring anything Taski fujimoto's original manga series ended its first run with shueisha's weekly shonen jump magazine some time ago and it's now at a more popular place than ever before as fans continue to flock to the series thanks to others recommending the story for its brutal and outlandish moments. That's not why I've ever recommended Chainsaw Man. Sometimes I forget
forget that Chainsaw Man is that brutal. It has nothing to do with that. Like, whoever's writing this article, you're wrong. You're just flat out wrong. I don't care about the... Like, yeah, I guess that makes it a little more, whoa, edgy. Don't really care about that. It's not something that I go to Chainsaw Man for at all. There's so many wild happenings that fans were even concerned that an anime adaptation would tone it down in some aspects. Taking the stage at Anime Expo this year for a special panel, MAPPA CEO Manabu Otsuka, the CEO of MAPPA and MAPPA Executive Director and Management Director Makoto Kimura, opened up about the upcoming anime now in the works and revealed that they do not intend to censor any of the manga's gore or bloody moments. In fact, they are striving to have as faithful of an adaptation to the original series as they possibly can. It's why it's taking such a long time. They want to nail it perfectly. When Kimura was asked about the anime potentially adapting the series violence, Kimura explained that they will not be doing any kind of censoring to tone it down. This includes either blurring or cross-hatching or other techniques as they want to stay as close to the manga's material as possible. In terms of how the anime will be handling the manga's wild pacing, the staff also revealed that they are taking in a case-by-case basis in terms of which chapters are adapted, which moments need further time to develop, and many other small nuances of pacing the series as a whole. So while the team at MAPPA doesn't currently have any new material to show from fans outside of that initial teaser launched last year to celebrate Chainsaw Man, the team confirms that the series won't be toning down the elements that fans love. And I'm gonna be honest with you, the fact that that's pretty much all that they gave us at this, you know, big convention, we didn't get a real trailer, we only had that pre-render, it is terrifying to think about because there's also the rumors that because of that and some inside sources are saying that Chainsaw Man might be getting delayed. It could possibly potentially have the same type of Attack on Titan effect where it was initially supposed to come in October and they might move it to like December or something. And if that's the case, I'm gonna be very bummed and it's starting to look like the fall season could be falling apart. What is going on, people? The most luxurious season, the one that we've been all championing like, yo, it's gonna save 2022 might possibly be delayed because dog, if we're in June, no, I'm scratched that. We're in July right now and you don't have nothing to show us. That is worrisome, man. All you coming is with a smile and saying, don't worry, there'll be blood. There'll be gore. Like, what the? Th that's not what we go to Chainsaw Man for. I swear to God, I never, like, no. Like, legitimately, that extremely has me worried. Like, so there's nothing there. Potentially, it could get delayed. If they go the full 3D CG and it's not even close to the levels of, let's just say, Arcane, I will always say, as it stands right now, Arcane is the prime example of what you should strive to create when you're creating 3D CG. I get it. It took six years to make Arcane. Totally understand that. I'm saying that that's the standard of, hey, I love seeing shit like that. That's 3D CG that I will rock out with. But I don't know what MAPPA is doing over there. The fact that we don't got a visual is terrifying. The fact that there's potential for a delay. If the delay is to make it really good, then that's fine. But still, that's a little worrisome. And just in general, yo, dog, if they drop the ball, this will be easily the hugest upset in anime and manga history. If they don't get it right with Chainsaw Man, I promise you fans will never let them live it down. And that'll be the end of the MAPPA, MAPPA, MAPPA. Because, dog, you cannot drop the ball on this. This is literally the biggest manga to not have an anime since I've been talking about anime and manga on YouTube the last decade plus. Like, I haven't seen anything have this much hype without an anime ever. So if they drop the ball on this, they're gonna be massively screwed because fans are not gonna let them live it down. And just in general, this is scary. What do you guys think? The fact that they're coming in with a smile and saying, we got blood and gore. Do you think that there's a possibility we might be having a terribly looking anime? They're experimenting and they're experimenting on the wrong one, dog. Don't play with Chainsaw Man. This is not the one to do your experimentation. You want to do that shit, do that with some irrelevant title nobody knows about and nobody cares about. Don't do it with one of the biggest to come out because it's like, that would just be like, hey, we're proving a point, dog. 3D is the future and we don't want it if it's going to impede on what we're looking forward towards. So hopefully 
they don't drop the ball on this one hopefully they get it right and hopefully they understand that this is important to a lot of people you will screw this up if it isn't the right adaptation i'm just saying and fans are going to be very upset including myself i will be leading the charge pitchfork in hand um and torch in hand of dog don't 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 do it don't do it don't do it but we gotta wait and see either way chainsaw man won't censor stuff and there might be a delay wow wowzers i mean really no trailer no real trailer yet like how long we in on this and no that trailer that you saw that was pre-rendered that was just made specifically to show you what chainsaw man would look like as an anime that's not the actual look of the anime next up my hero academia fans we got some updates regarding shueisha and shonen jump what they're doing next in terms of my hero academia is going into its eighth year and to celebrate the eighth year they're doing another character popularity poll it says here courtesy of shonen leaks my hero academia will hold popularity polls to commemorate the eighth year anniversary of the series and apparently like my hero is getting the cover of that issue of jump and all of that good stuff and at this point who would be the most popular of the series i'd imagine endeavor got to get a spot very high up there right i feel like we just did a popularity poll with my hero not that long ago but i'm guessing endeavor should be at the top of course izuku's gonna be up there who, who else dobby maybe be up there like at this point i'm, I'm kind of curious what the fandom and you guys let me know who's the most popular character you think at this point in japan and who do you think is the most popular over here in the west give me those both answers if you could i'm gonna go in and say in the west even though no i, I take it back. i was gonna say endeavor in the west but maybe that's just me in the west that loves endeavor so much i'm gonna put endeavor number one in the west i don't think it'll be endeavor but i'm gonna go endeavor in the west and izuku or no no bakugo in japan bakugo wins every freaking year they're probably gonna get bakugo despite the fact that he's done next to nothing most of this year he hasn't been that relevant let me not say next to nothing but he hasn't been that relevant this year i'm gonna say bakugo in japan um endeavor in the west even though it won't be endeavor in the west it's just me saying endeavor in the west that's my pick not that they're gonna give us those results either i think they just give us one big result but that, that that's what, what i would say either way my hero academia eighth popularity poll i'm excited to see i always love these things it's like okay what what's the pulse telling us this time about who is where not that i trust completely because you never know it could be like it's probably more profitable for us to put bakugo or deku number ones and sometimes they probably do that next up this was something that caught my interest and i meant to talk about it in the last episode of Forever news but i missed out but we're gonna do it in this one studio wit if you don't know about studio wit they did villain saga they don't got villain saga no more they did attack on titan they don't got attack on titan no more they're doing a co-production of spy family in collaboration with cloverworks and also they did ranking of kings hopefully ranking of kings season two baby please i need more of that borgy greatness but nevertheless studio wit one of the things we learned about them last year was that they were in some serious financial trouble i believe they were four million dollars in the hole so it was not looking pretty that's why i imagine they probably had to do a co-production on spy family because money is tight and now they announced something that honestly i want to see them win i love studio wit they've done some great work and it really sucks to hear all of the bad stuff that has happened to them over the years but according to this it says we are proud to announce wit studio has started crowdfunding aiming to connect wit studio to the world we offer various rewards learn more from our project page they got a kickstarter and it says here since 2012 we produced various animations over the 10 years but it seems not many people know about us as an animation studio yeah because everybody just keeps on screaming mappa i know about you guys and i always rep you guys hard i hope you know that we have a strong desire to bring our content to anime fans around the globe although there were opportunities to communicate with fans at physical events in japan we would like to celebrate our 10th anniversary by letting anime fans around the world know more about our works and us i'd imagine also it would help for more people to know about wit studio because 
fans, hey, everybody's always screaming, yo, adapted with MAPA. Who knows? Maybe that influences the industry. The fans love the MAPA style right now. The fans love the Ufotable style. And they're getting everything. And Studio Wit's like, we do great work over here too. And they do. So in case you don't know, and in case the next time you want to recommend whatever is the hot tamale that is about to blow up to get an anime studio, scream out Studio Wit. They do great work. Ranking of Kings is amazing. We truly need your support to boost the studio recognition. They literally say it right there, folks. They spelled it out for you. To commemorate our 10th anniversary, we produced Ranking of Kings, Bubble, Bubble was so good, VV Fluoride Eyes Song, and Great Pretender. Our latest work, Spy Family, has been a smash hit worldwide, but again, it's in collaboration with Studio uh, Cloverworks, and I'll be honest with you, um, it's kind of sad to see that. I checked out a little bit of it. When I checked it out, I think they were like at $13,000 or something like that, which isn't the greatest amount, but I want to see them win, and I don't want to see them go under. They did the first three seasons of Attack on Titan that looked absolutely gorgeous. They've done a lot of work. They're actually an offspring of Production IG, in case you don't know. Production IG is a very big studio. I don't want to see them go under. Next time you want to recommend a studio for, you know, the, the one to do the adaptation, do it for a Studio Wit. Say Scream Studio Wit because they do great work, and I would hate for them to go under. Like, there's this meme that goes around of, like, it's a swimming pool with a mother and a child, and the mother's holding up the child while it cries, and they put Mappa and Ufotable, and then, like, there's kids drowning, and they put, like, Studio Bones and Studio Wit, and then it's, like, the dead studios under in, like, a chair or some shit like that. That's been the situation, a legit situation with the anime industry right now. Let's fix that, dog. Studio Wit. Studio Wit. I'll be your one-man team screaming your praise, and hopefully my audience rocks with you. Hashtag Studio Wit or Wit Studio in the comment section below. Let's get some shit going for them. They deserve it. They do great work, and I want a ranking of King Season 2. I ain't gonna lie. Like, don't. Please don't go under. Please. But shout-outs to you guys, and I support you. I'm gonna put it in the description if you do want to check out their Kickstarter. Maybe you might be interested in something. Next up, people, let's tone it down a little bit with the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments courtesy of Viz Media and Jose underscore K. Okay, at the top, the tippy top, we got Marshall Magic and Muscles creator Hajime Komodo. I'm really hesitant to have my right wisdom tooth pulled. I'm afraid of pain. Nagato is a scary dude. The drum thingy majig, yay. And my phone went off, hey. Then we got Boichi, Dr. Stone. Who knew drawing Dr. Stone would bring this much joy? Probably you want to do it again. I know, I know. That that check, that, that Shueisha check is lovely. I get it. Uh, Kohei Horikoshi, author of My Hero Academia. I was working while watching Sui Ishida Sensei's drawing stream, and I feel like my art got better. Hey, giving recognition to one of the goats. Love to see it. Yes, Sui Ishida Sensei is freaking incredible, and... um. I need to get back into Choji next, man. I've been catching up on stuff I just caught up with. A little Jujutsu Kaisen spoiler alert video gonna be coming eventually when I get to it, but hey! Hopping on over to Dr. Stone again with Richiro Inagaki, the author of it, the writer. I'm back for a brief moment. There's gonna be a lot of Dr. Stone stuff this summer, so please check it out. Shoutouts to you, man. I'm glad to see you still thriving. I can't wait for you to get to your next work, man. Dr. Stone, a lot of people love Dr. Stone, dog, and your writing was definitely a big part. That and Boichi's beautiful art. And let's wrap it up with the very bottom that's probably gonna get canned next despite it being a cool little series by Genosuka. my editor brought me a lot of gifts from the golden kamui exhibition 
brain marshmallows Ooh, i hope that those aren't the parting gifts of dog we're gonna have to ask you out of here but here's some gifts from golden conway a series that lasted a long time oh i'm not trying to be fucked up it just came to me i'm sorry <laughs> now no real dog I i'm still rooting for you again oscar i know you're dead last here again but i'm rooting for you pal you could do it man show show them show them who's boss then moving forward we got the weekly shonen magazine author comments let's jump to ken wakui author of tokyo avengers it's been my daily ritual as of late to walk to the underground lot of the department store i want to try out the food samples right away taking a good walk in general especially for a manga cut that's good exercise for you do, do it up dog do it up uh, then we got george morikawa author of hajime no ipo congrats on the refurbished grand reopening octagon yo dog he's always into it like george morikawa just wants to use them knuckles one time he just want to knock somebody out dog he got his boxing gym he's talking about getting in the octagon if this dude was like 20 30 years younger he'd probably get in the ring and knock somebody he's probably still getting in the ring and training little young whippersnappers and whipping that ass saying yo dog talk Takamura is based on me. Boku no namae wa Takamura desu. Dose yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Kei Urana, author of Gachi Akuta. Everyone was so engrossed with the conversational ramifications of fart jokes that no one noticed there was an assistant waiting for everyone to confirm what would be going on in the manuscript. Kei Urana is my new favorite author just off of their personality. Solely off their personality, I love Kei Urana. Like, and I believe they've confirmed that that's a female. Don't quote me on that, but I love you, girl. If you're a girl, and if not, whatever, dude, you person, I love you. Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero. I attended Yoshikawa's twitter talk space along with morikawa and had a lot of fun told you didn't i tell you guys they'd be on i told you i'd be in the loop don't worry dog i don't i don't wait for stories i find the stories and bring them to you negi haruba author of ranger reject i finally cut my long hair and it's given me the strength to bear the summer's heat nah i, I it's so hard for me to do dog look at this look at it you know Nah, no real. I really love my hair. I'm just saying. Uh, Nagama Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse. A product that I've been loving lately is Ume Kosho Paste. It's a great seasoning and accompanies booze well too. It's incredible. Stop the drinking. Stop it. Stop it. And we'll close this off with Yoshitoki Oima. To your eternity, the deer horn I got as a souvenir has become my cat scratching post. I don't know. Lately, I've been wanting a cat. I want to get a cat. I think I'm going to go get a cat. As a matter of fact, when I end this video, probably not going to go get a cat, but I'm going to daydream about getting a cat. <laughs> And yeah, people, those were the weekly Shonen Jump and Shonen Magazine author comments. Always a treat, my lord. And that was the end of the anime section. And to be honest with you, there's a couple of other stories, not just music, that I want to talk about. And I'm going to talk about it. It's Faneva News. If you like it, appreciate it. If not, there's the end of the anime section. In fact, everything is time stamped out in the description below so you know what to avoid. Please allow me to cook and I'll give you guys the show you want. And a little bit extra for people that want more. Because for starters, I wanted to jump into something that I was so freaking excited about. I had no idea what's happening and it's happening a video game that you may remember may not from the PS3 era called Lollipop Chainsaw not to be confused with Chainsaw Man Chainsaw Man save me I don't know that's gonna be a running gag in front of the news for a good minute now but uh, Lollipop Chainsaw it was a really dope game and apparently they're doing a remake of it according to this it says Lollipop Chainsaw remake is currently in the works the studio apparently bought the rights to the IP and is currently working on remaking the game for a 2023 
release according to this it says 14 years have passed since i started the lollipop chainsaw project lollipop chainsaw was born as a result of pseudo 51 discussing creating a new game with me i saw great potential in grasshopper manufacturers proposal and just one month after Kadokawa games was founded in april 2009 we started development project on lollipop chainsaw in may 2009 as suda was very busy handling development on other projects at the time i was served as director and producer creating a joint development team consisting of staff from grasshopper manufacture and Kadokawa games overseeing development directly suda looked over the game design and supervised the project as an executive producer in january 2010 the aid of a friend of mine working at warner brothers led us to successfully grasping a chance with the warner brothers green light committee and warner brothers thus becoming the publisher for the game in all regions outside of asia furthermore a warner brothers senior manager suggested that we have the game script rewritten and that we leave it to the film director james gunn which we gladly agreed to all of this good fortune resulted in lollipop chainsaw man chainsaw man <laughs> and lollipop chainsaw which was released in june 2012 being loved by many players all over the world selling over a million units worldwide i love that game so much unfortunately various factors resulted in things making it so that fans can no longer easily play lollipop chainsaw and it has been some time since players have not been able to access the game on current consoles we at the original development staff think of the game as very precious to us and did not want to leave it to in limbo where players who want to play it cannot as such we purchased the lollipop chainsaw intellectual property from Kadokawa games and decided to develop a remake we have currently contacted warner brothers about development and are being supported by them in this endeavor one thing that we have to tell fans of the original game is that even though the original staff are working on the remake there will be elements that are different from the original for instance the original game had 16 licensed songs used in the soundtrack but it is unfortunately difficult for us to implement all of them this time hit me up I got tons of music I will send to you guys your way. I know a ton of really talented artists I could send you guys away. Hit me up. You guys can get my music low on the cheap. Don't worry about it. Let's do something. Hit me up. I love you guys' this game so much. Oh my god. I would love to be a part of it. Please do. As a result, aside from a few licensed tracks, the soundtrack will consist of new music. Additionally, since we have access to consoles with higher specifications, we will be taking a more realistic approach to the graphics this time. Oh my god. I can't wait. And in any case our goal is to make it easier for gamers who want to play lollipop chainsaw please look forward to the game's 2023 release yo this is gonna be mad exciting i can't freaking wait to play it um i remember just loving the original lollipop chainsaw playing it with my nieces and nephew and just having a freaking amazing time so yeah and, and also I'm, I'm serious about that hit up nimrod media incorporated dog we got you covered whatever music you need we'll get it done no matter how you move get it done no matter how you move move get it done but yeah people lollipop chainsaw remake 2023 let's go next up in case you missed it over on my forever the f i want channel i did a review on the minions film i watched it with my niece and nephew and it was a good time but apparently a, a really weird and strange trend has come about from it and yeah it's sweeping things along and i wanted to talk about it because i found it to be what movie theaters have banned teens wearing suits to the new minion movie some movie theaters have banned customers that show up in suits to watch the new Minions movie, Minions The Rise of Gru. According to Newsweek, after released on July 1st, the movie made a reported $128 million on opening weekend. High schoolers have been showing up to movie theaters in large groups, donning suits and even smoking cigars as part of an ironic online love for the movie. Many even go one step further, moshing and cheering loudly inside the movie theater. Despite the trend going viral online, not everyone is a fan and some movie theaters in the UK have out 
outright ban formal wear from showings of the movie in a bid to combat the disruptive behavior while others across the world have been forced to kick people out. The trend has been dubbed Gentleminions and is a term coined by the movie franchise itself. Part of me feels like this is a back alley way of promoting the movie. Maybe it's just me, but that just sounds like Yo, dog, we got some bread if you want to get these kiddos to go make a little bit of a ruckus, get in the news cycle. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but that's just the reality of shit that happens. And I'll be honest with you, I'm glad that we didn't face that. I mean, it was a packed theater. I couldn't even sit next to my niece and nephew. They had to sit a row away from me together, thankfully. But, you know, we, we, we couldn't even sit together. But I am going to lie. If motherfuckers would have been doing that and smoking cigars and mosh pitting in there. It would have been a problem. Not with my family, dog. I'm just saying not with my kiddos. So I'm glad that didn't happen. But whoever is doing that, stop. <laughs> like, I legitimately found that to be just ridiculous. Like, why? Why? It's a really cool family movie. What are you doing? Knock it off. And I felt it was interesting enough to report here. A little segment here. I hope you enjoy it. But yeah, apparently a crazy trend of people disrupting the Minions film. Nani sore. Onward to music and culture, hip-hop alike. Uh, this is very, very, very big. And I'll be honest with you. I'm going to tread very lightly about this because this is street politics, street stuff that I don't dive into. Um, but essentially, according to this, breaking news, Nipsey Hussle's killer Eric R. Holder Jr found guilty of first degree murder in the 2019 death of Nipsey Hussle. Uh, I recall them saying something about he was trying to play or plead the insanity case or whatnot, whatever. Um, I'm glad that seemingly some justice has been served. I also know that uh, him trying to get to the courthouse, he kind of took a whooping and stuff like that. And good. Nipsey Hussle was an incredible man and he was taken from us by this person whatever happens to him good nipsey hustle was changing the world in ways that most people don't understand and don't know whatever happens to the person that took him out is it's what you got coming to you so rest in peace nipsey hustle once again condolences to his friends family and everybody that to this day is still mourning the loss of such a great person um but yeah they they got this guy that gave him a nice ass whipping he's convicted he couldn't plead the insanity plea or he couldn't get an insanity plea and ultimately we'll see what time they give him because at the end of the day he, he's on camera cold-blooded taking out a god you you deserve ultimately the worst of the worst we'll see what happens and because i want to end this off in a positive vibe we got a couple of music releases for starters we got this really really awesome song called supernova by ichibandan you could go listen to it over on a roomfullofmirrors.com i'm not even gonna lie dog that record is such a vibe there's a couple of lines that i feel it in my soul it's it's more than a vibe shout outs to ichiban don just an amazing artist i believe he's also a producer he does a lot of really stuff he lot he wears a lot of hats but he does them very well he wears them very well so shout outs to ichiban don check out supernova and then also we got something that one of you guys had recommended to me like i said send me the stories send me the music i will talk about it if i find it of interest or something that is really dope it's a band called royal coda and a record that they i believe just released with a music video called we slowly lose hope for things to come um i really dig that record and i believe they're an indie band but i love the record shout outs to again royal coda kind of inspired me I, I i gotta step it up a notch with my music especially when i'm hopping into more experimental stuff rock and whatnot really really dope record go check it out i'll link everything either in the description or in a pinned top comment again ichiban don supernova and royal coda we slowly lose hope for things to come check them out and yeah people that wraps up this episode of Forever news curious what you guys think most important story favorite story something that 
that I didn't talk about and you're like, FNAF, oh my god, why are you not talking about it? Let me know. So laugh for this one, I'm FNAF World and as always people have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule, anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day, peace and you guys just watched another episode of Whatever Do. Have an awesome day. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell. I'm just saying. Ah. <laughs>